What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 28, here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? Uh, doing well. Happy Halloween, everybody. I know not everybody celebrates that, but um, I, I do, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. You get a bunch of king-size candy, and the kids are all hopped up on it, and everybody gets obsessed with horror movies again. It's not fun. I'd rather watch football all week. What do you think? Well, I did watch football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the sugar levels worldwide must be going up. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, but what is going up right now is uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, United. What, what's, yeah. what, what happened with United against Tottenham right there, to- uh, Bretton? Well, see, here's the funny thing is I, I thought you were going to say Arsenal. Because we we actually have to talk about them in a little bit, but you're absolutely right. We have to start start with United. We have to start with your boy. Mm. You know CR7. what? You know CR7. why I want to start with United because we got to see why Christian Ronald is the goat, yeah. the goat. Okay, assist, goal, and the assist. You see that back in the day, sidestep that Ronaldo did previously, and he just does that go- that assist. And- Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know what? I don't care if their collective age is over seventy, but Edison Cavani and Cristiano Ronaldo should continue to be the strike force. Oh yeah, for United. I mean, that was that was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know. But here's what here's what I got to ask you. I got to mm-hmm. ask you: Does this just buy Ole more time, um, or or do, did you actually see some sort of a collective change here? Because obviously they got Atalanta coming up. I mean, they, there's some big games mm-hmm. coming up. So, and City um, next Sunday, right? No, yep. I'm not going to say 100%, Bretton. I'm going to okay. say 500% that all is going to leave. Okay? And the reason why, like, this comeback happened, in my view, it was Sir uh-huh. Alex Ferguson. He clearly had to step in and say, look, my boy Ronald, look, yeah. I, we need to work with what we have right here, okay? And let's play the best team, okay? This is sure. clearly, Ferguson must have told Ollie, just play the best players. Just pay, play the best players. That's why Cavani and Ronald were there up front. Goals yeah. were needed. Just go simple, okay? But the problem here is, you're going simple, Oli. But yeah. where's Sancho? Where is Sancho? 85 million down the drain, just like the 40 million of Donny van de Beek. This is the message that we're giving young players coming to Man United. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. This is my yeah. Thoughts. Well, you know what? The the good thing is, is uh, Sancho's a young buck, and oh. and I think he can find his feet well with with a couple games. No. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know whether how it's going to happen um, moving forward. You'd say the same with Donny Breton. You'd say the yeah. same with Donny. Donny's a young buck. He'll play. Yeah. Eighteen yeah. months. Look what it, has happened to Donny's career. His career. I won't say it's over because that's too much, yeah. but it's definitely had a big impact. A negative one. Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll we'll see, and and that's one obviously with Jaden with with Donnie. I mean, those those are club situations. We hope iron themselves out. And uh, Jaden, I don't even think has gotten the chance. Uh, Donnie Van Van. I mean, he clearly that that's just one. He's got to get away. He's got to get away. But I, let let's. I don't want to pivot too quickly because Nuno mm-hmm. Espirito Santo. Yes. He, he's got he's got a little bit of an issue on his own because now. Uh, Ole had his 5-0 reckoning, right? Mm-hmm. At the hands of Liverpool, comes back. Hell, even Bayern <laughs> lost 5 zip to Gladbach midweek. And Gladbach, Gladbach's a very fun... That, fun was, bold. that yeah. was bold. And they came back with a 5-2 win over Union Berlin over the weekend. So it's Nuno, uh, something's got to happen here. And I think they're what? They're 500. They're five wins, five losses. And um, not exactly playing attractive football. So... What do you, I think they've, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm going to pull this out of thin thin air here. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that they have not had more than maybe two shots on goal in like the Mm -hmm. last two full games, three full games, maybe. Yes, but you know why, right? You know right? You know why, right? Well, like, Nunspirit Sant had a team at the start of the season. Okay. He had a team with Dele Alli. He had a team that players that wanted to be there. The moment you don't sell Harry Kane, that's the end of Nunspirit Sant. Because yeah. he's got to play him 100%, and he's not going to play even half the Harry Kane that that's, he was. Yeah, that's we true. saw that game against Man United. Harry Kane disappeared. I'm going to call Harry Casper Kane, okay? <laughs> that was a ghost. It was a ghost. That's not the true. truth. 
I'm and not he's sure saying, he's actually, yeah, sorry. He's saying sorry. to the Tottenham board, look, you're not going to sell me? You're not going to sell me, right? So look what's going to happen. My Oof. value is going to sink, sink, sink until I'm sold. Okay, yeah. it works. It works. But I don't think his legacy at Tottenham will look too good, in my opinion, in the long run. But that's my opinion. That's what yeah. I think is happening. Because it's the moment there. that Kane starts to play, Spirit Sun's yeah. having a bad time. So Fabio Paratici, <laughs> think. This is the moment. This is the moment that's going to mark his stay at Tottenham, in my opinion, too. That's the person that does the decision. There, there's a lot to lose there. There's a lot mm-hmm. to lose there. For a guy that just started uh, on, on the job and, I mean... All yeah. across the board, this is very different than it seems like, you know, hot seats, right? Mm-hmm. Just uh, managers potentially leaving. Um, it honestly feels like when, when you exile a Harry Kane or, or a mm-hmm. Harry Kane moves on, it feels like you're exercising, to use, you know, a Halloween term. Yeah. You're exercising a part of the club and shipping it off because Harry exactly. Kane is a large part of the, the, the success that Spurs saw. And... I don't it's know where plummet. that's going to It's plummet the style of play, Breton. It's yeah, plummet. I, the shots on target, the intensity, the bad decision-making on the pitch. Yep. It's clear. It's so and, clear. And I agree. When, when Wolves were at their best, when Wolves were at their best under Nuno's, uh, you know, uh, tutelage. I don't think Nuno's the guy. No, no he's probably not the guy. But uh, when, when they were at their best, it was a whole lot more than, you know, mm-hmm. the strike force, right? It was a whole mm-hmm. lot more than him and us. So yeah. I I do wonder um, where it's going to go from here. But you know what? Let's let's move on to positive stuff because <laughs> Chelsea right now actually uh, has a I believe a three point lead at the top because mm-hmm. Liverpool gave up a point to Brighton and that shock Manchester City loss. I know I know Laporte was sent off early, but I mean Chelsea, come on. We we talked about seventeen different goal scorers last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talked about. Um, uh, just the fact that they're they're a sum of a total instead of just being Lukaku, That's obviously safe. because Lukaku's been out, um, and now you're looking at who was it? Reese James of all people, <laughs> just making every. I mean, I mean, he's got four goals this year, four goals in the Premier League. He had two goals uh, as they beat as they should have Newcastle, but Reese James has four goals and he's leading Chelsea at the top of the table in the Premier League. He's leading Chelsea in goal scoring, and he's also added two assists. To boot. And he's Reese James is too the leading defender in goals in the Premier League. I so think you're right. I have a stat here that you hit right on the money. This yes. is the stat: Reese James and Ben Chilwell combined have yes. more goals than Neymar and Messi. Oh, ben Chilwell and Reese James have seven goals, <laughs> and Messi and Neymar have five. Okay, these yeah. are fullbacks. This just shows. The Tuchel, like he's the right man at, at Chelsea. The yeah. fullbacks that he uses, okay, first of all, they clearly know how to shoot the ball, okay? Yeah. Shilwell is deadly with a lob, okay? Yeah. If the yeah. ball is up, Shilwell can shoot it. Like, I'd say six out of ten, he scores. That's yeah. how good he is. Reese James, I'm surprised. The big thing, <laughs> Trent for me is the best attacking right back, but Reese James is one 200%. I'm gonna, and it's not even bold. Better yeah. than Aaron Juan Bissaka, he is. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. much sure. better than Aaron Juan Bissaka right now. Mm-hmm. And I see it being Trent or Reese James, and pff, it's a good discussion. It's a good yeah. discussion. I mean, hell, that's that's like the best problem for Gareth Southgate to have. Uh, mm-hmm. That is just tough. I don't envy his job moving forward, even when you do add a guy like Juan Bissaka into the mix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Reese James is. Um, what what a what a performance! I mean, so much so that I I loved um, Chelsea's Twitter account throwing shade at Newcastle by uh, calling it Saint Reese James Park. After they left. <laughs> I didn't Come see on. that one. That's, that, that's, 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 a, that's quite harsh, but <laughs> it, 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 was that was little, nice it, one. it was a little harsh, but it's pretty funny, and I can't take any credit for it. But you know what? Cobham products, Chelsea mm-hmm. products, just continue to impress, and mm-hmm. they don't even need to be taking the pitch. For the Blues, yeah, Connor Gallagher I know. against City. Come on, man! That, that what a what a phenomenal performance. And I, you know that I've talked about him quite frequently yep. because every time I've seen him, I enjoy his engine. Just that. Just start there. He's just got one of those engines. He just is, never stops running. And and frankly, you add a little bit of um, intuitive. 
footballing mm-hmm. play, uh, some skills, some Very proper nice tackling, instincts. proper passing, yeah. uh, great instincts. Exactly. And Connor Gallagher is is definitely one of the more underrated midfielders in the Premier League. I might say that Crystal Palace is full of the underrated, like, but Connor Gallagher, like Olise, Connor Gallagher, Crystal Palace might be like the the team that can go to a Europa League and nobody's mentioning. Patrick Vieira, we were yeah. saying Patrick Vieira. We don't know if he's a good coach. Right. He is a good coach. Patrick <laughs> Vieira is a good coach. Like the decision making of the players that even come to the club, yeah. Otzi Edward, Olise, like French speaking players too. So. Yeah. I'm liking this a lot. And you're mentioning Connor Gallagher, one goal and one assist. And it's crazy. Mason Mount and Connor Gallagher next season at Chelsea? Yeah. Like, how many attacking midfielders or players that are very good offensively, offensively in midfield does Chelsea have? Ziyech, Mount. My days, it's so many. So, uh, Connor Gallagher had a goal and assist, was the, the player with the most chances created on the pitch. Yep. The most tackles and the most shots on target. Okay, MVP. What a everywhere, good match, Brett. He's everywhere, and and I here's what I love about it. Patrick Vieira, and yes, he is a good coach, but there are some New York City FC fans um, that might nice. actually uh, be against that, and Nice fans that might be against that. But hey, he's a young coach, mm-hmm. right? Uh, obviously, from his footballing years, you get a whole different kind of knowledge that you need, some of which carries over. And uh, maybe maybe this is the start. This is the true start of Patrick Vieira's uh, managerial career. But here's what I love. He, he said about Connor Gallagher, the, the, this, um, oh, wait, I have, I have the quote right in front of me. Look at that. <laughs> the staff and myself are really enjoying working with him. He comes in every morning with a big smile on his face, and he leaves the training ground with a big smile as well. When he's on the field, he's working hard every single day, and he's a player that wants to fulfill his potential. I mean, I think we're going to be saying that about Connor Gallagher when he's 25, when he's 28, mm-hmm. and when he's 35. He's going True. to be one of those guys. He'll be like a Mark Noble, right? He's just okay. around leader. Um, so I, I'm really, really high on him. How he fits into the English picture in the future, mm-hmm. I have no clue. It's too early maybe to say that. But it was an absolute uh, joy to watch him uh, run around that pitch because City has enough quality, even with a man down, to pin you back, Right. And um, Connor Gallagher was a big reason they actually walked out of there with three points. So it's a big question uh, that Chelsea have, right? Because yeah. will they keep him? Because not even a Tommy Abraham stays at Chelsea, okay? Yeah. And he's a top class striker in the set, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a big question with Connor Gallagher. Right? That's quite true. Go to a it West Ham. I'm all right. We but we believe in him. Let's see what happens. Let's see how he develops. Yeah, big, now, I'm let- going to talk here about another player. That was a question how he was going to perform next season. <laughs> but the answers are clear already. Vini yeah. Junior. Oh, okay. I wanted to start the Vini Junior propaganda here saying, Tite, <laughs> Tite, you're not calling Vinicius Junior to the Brazilian national team? Yeah. This man has what let me let me get my let me get let me get my stats. Like yeah. from FB Wonder Kids Twitter. Twelve starts. <laughs> Nine goals and five assists. Yeah, Vini Junior, and he doesn't get called to the Brazilian national team. That is shambolic. Doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. I don't yeah, and understand. Even, it. even crazier, what he uh, he calls him Coutinho instead. And I get it. I, it seems like he does favor Anthony a little more. Um, but Felipe, come on, Coutinho. Uh, these are World Cup qualifiers. I don't care if you've pretty much already got qualification in the bag. Uh, Vinicius is what 21 years old and he Mm -hmm. needs to be building that rhythm um, heading into pretty much every and building that chemistry heading Mm -hmm. into every game now maybe they're not calling me up to to manage the uh, Brazilian national team so what do I know but more impressive about his recent stats for Vinicius is the link up with Kareem Benzema, right? It, there's there's none there because mm-hmm. Benzema has been out, and or at least he was out against Elche, and um, he he put a he put home both goals, uh, and just all around was one of the better players, if not the best player on the pitch. Um, he can't be stopped, man, and it's it's fun to watch because of how many times you and I would go back and forth and say, "Ooh, is is it time to call time on Vinicius in La Liga?" I mean, is he ever going to kind of turn into that star that they popped 50 million euros on back in the day? 
Um, and it's it's really nice to see him coming into his own. It was a big own. question. It was a big question. But he's giving answers right now. He's giving answers. Yeah. And it's – can I mention here? I have to say sorry because I was a bit harsh. Okay, I'm saying sorry for the first time on the pod with Ramsdale. <laughs> okay, I was oh, a bit hard, too harsh yeah. on Ramsdale. But $28 million, that was steep. Okay, that, that was steep for Ramsdale. But yeah. the so save I... that I saw against Leicester – Okay, and the fact that in seven games, truth is, four clean sheets. I cannot go against that, and he's having a good impact. Yeah. And Ramsdale right now is a top three Premier League right now in terms of form in the Premier League. Okay, goalkeeper. I can't. I cannot go against that. Mendy, uh, Ramsdale. These two are in the top three, a hundred percent right now in form. But let's see how overall the season goes for Ramsdale. But right now, he's proving me wrong, one hundred percent. And you, you cannot, you cannot look past the statistics. Uh, obviously, since he's come in, and, and how many? I mean, those long balls, launching yeah. it 60, 70 yards right into the, you know, the opposing yeah. uh, penalty area. Basically, um, those cannot be discounted, at least for a team that. Um, right now is still trying to kind of work their way through uh, and work out the kinks. Uh, so since a five, nothing loss to Manchester city, mm-hmm. that w- yeah. seven nine games, games nine oh. games, seven wins, okay. two draws, six clean sheets. Aaron Ramsdale was not in net for all of them, but the gunners are definitely rising and they are, I believe they're what sixth now, fifth or sixth. Um, they, fifth, they've fifth. got more fifth. They've got more wins than losses, um, mm. and uh, we went from making relegation jokes uh, to to not not quite eating crow just yet, um, mm. but it is absolutely wonderful to see uh, this this. There's an identity that's brewing, and yes. I want to I want to see it coalesce and come together. Uh, but like Emil Smith Rowe is is another guy that needs to be on that. Hey, we we were talking actually not ill of him last week, but we were actually kind of saying. They're gonna have he's an looking issue. different. No, he's, he's looking, looking different. different. No, we were saying that we, like, we were saying like you can clearly see the dribbling is more confident, the initiative and offensive, like the decision, the willingness in yeah. the offensive dictation, dictating the tempo at Arsenal. There's you can see it with Emil Smith Rowe. He's just yeah. a, <coughs> a lot more willing at Arsenal yeah. for sure. It's choking you up. I know. I know. It it's, makes you cough. It's, it's all my days and. <laughs> I'd like to say, too, the big question here with Arsenal is you're going to play with three center backs in the future, and is mm-hmm. it going to be Ben White, Saliba, and Gabriel? Because it doesn't make sense to me in any future of Arsenal without, without Saliba. Okay? Saliba needs to be in the any, any future pro, uh, um, yeah. prediction okay, for Arsenal because yeah. he's performing at a world-class level for Marseille. I'm, yeah. I'm saying world-class level, yeah. I yeah, well, that's 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 interesting, and and all of a sudden you you actually have defensive depth, um, a young mm-hmm. core of defensive depth because the depth because Tomiyasu can obviously move in the middle as well, and even um, Tavares, right? Ta- but yeah. is playing well, oh, yeah. offensively yeah. he's playing very well, and the fact that he's got the big problem with Nun Tavares was defensively. I told you that, but offensively he is a good left back, and the fact that he's got a cushion. Okay, with the three at the back and the fact yep. that a midfielder can support him too. Yeah, he's he's looking good. He's looking yeah, well, good. It's funny. It sounds it sounds like uh, we're we're reliving the season preview for Liverpool all over again. You remember <laughs> if, if they have the actual center back, right? The proper healthy center backs, Van Dyke, uh, Matip, it gets two back to their mm. best, Trent Alexander and Robertson. Um, but that is that is really interesting from um, that you say Tavares because we've seen literally the metamorphosis of our comment section go from who the hell is this guy? Tell me about Nuno Tavares to, so, so how did we only pick him up for 8 million euros or 9 million euros, whatever it was? I don't know. I don't get it. What did Benfica not see about him? Right? No, he, um, he wasn't performing well at Benfica. Sure. That's the truth. Like, Change he it. wasn't Change performing it. well. No, well, no, that's a hundred percent. He wasn't. I got to throw this one last thing out about Arsenal <laughs> because it's interesting. And it's actually more about Manchester United. So Arsenal has has won seven games, two draw and had two draws in nine games since a five zip loss to Manchester City. All right, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with United after their own five zip loss? Well, they just started 
with a 3-0 win over Tottenham. So we'll see what, what lies ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. If it follows the same trajectory, me and you, uh, maybe, I don't no, know. No, no. They won't maybe beat taking back our words about Ole. I don't know. I don't think they will beat City at Old Trafford. I don't think they will beat City. I don't think I will see. But I honestly think Pep is gonna is gonna show up. But if they do beat City, it's Masterclass mm-hmm. Christian Ronald. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's I gotta say it. If yeah. they beat City, you you're yeah. gonna he has to have a goal and a clear yeah. impact. And that's been the thesis all along. So that doesn't really deviate from um from what well, we look what happened at Tottenham. It answer yeah. he answers it itself. But I, oh, I'd like to like in my, in the news. I feel like it's very important for us to say this. Aguero, yeah. what was that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. sent me the news. Like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, he was diagnosed. Uh, for those that don't know, and, and you probably do, you'd have to be a, a footballing fan, kind of hiding under a rock, uh, not to see this. But obviously, he's just gotten back to playing, just gotten back to fitness, and um, he had to leave the game the other day due to chest complications, uh, breathing complications. Uh, He was taken to the hospital. He was diagnosed with cardiac arrhythmia, which is probably, I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best possible diagnosis, Mm -hmm. diagnosis, but it is um, very simply something that hopefully he can live with and play with. Um, But yes, we we all are hoping for a speedy recovery there, hoping he Mm -hmm. obviously returns to footballing and, um, it just seems like a lot of this these days that we're dealing with a lot of this cardiac stuff. And it, it's, um, I don't know if it's just getting, I have, I have no clue. And it's a whole other topic, but there you uh, go. So yeah. is there any news you want to end up? There is, I have to bring this okay. up before we like focus mainly on just wonder kids. Right. Yeah. Although we talked about quite a bit here, you, you've heard the name Simeone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's 26, I think 26 now. Um, oddly enough, he was, he was purchased by Cagliari and then he was like loaned out again remember. to, to remember. Verona. And remember when, yeah, he was taking, there, there was a, back when he was under 23, you and I were back and yep. forth about him. Um, but you have to love this because he's been having a better couple <laughs> weeks or better month than his dad, at least. Although six, Atletico six. looked good today and Jao Felix looked good today. Um, mm-hmm. Ready for this? Giovanni Simeone for Verona, who's higher up in the table in Syria, eight goals, three assists, and only 579 minutes played this season. A goal involvement for, for him every 52 minutes, and all goals have come within his last four starts. So six goals in his last two games. Yeah. And Giovanni scored both goals yesterday in a 2-1 win over Juventus of all of all teams. Um, so and Lazio four, four, <laughs> two goals and Lazio four, Lazio and Juve, six goals. Giovanni Crazy. Simeone. He won't stay there. He won't stay there. And you're right. He was brooming. We didn't know when he was going to flourish, but he seems like he's saying now it's time. It's yeah. time for my money. move Now 26. <laughs> it's on. Yeah. It's on. I, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if he, he only fits into a particular setup or something. But why there was that lull from, you know, years past when he was getting hot to, to just this last month has been unreal for him. Um, but we obviously we obviously hope for the best. But one thing is for sure, um, he's picking up the tab, I guess, uh, if him and his dad go out to eat right now. Um, <laughs> because his, his dad, although Atleti looked good today, they've been on a pretty bad run of games recently. So True, true true that's true so if there's any news that <coughs> we have missed out guys if there's any news please put down in the comment section below we'd love to have a chat and go subscribe and like the video because that's a huge yeah. help to our channel so Absolutely. you want to do the prem teenagers sure let's, we can hop on go. in there so yeah. i heard that you were telling me you did a lot of research so i'm very curious to see what you got right there because <laughs> I did. I did some good research, but I'm hyped on your side, man. I'm just. I'm just well, saying. I'm just saying. Well, here's the interesting thing, right? This uh, the prem this year is not league league one, right? It's it's not France mm-hmm. where uh, where a 16 year old gets a, a shot in the eleven every other mm-hmm. day, right? Um, so if you're looking for this to be top teenagers that have actually played in the Premier League, it hasn't necessarily happened just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are quite a few, and I think the first one we have to bring up is who. Michael Olis, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. comes on uh, fresh off a 2-0 win over City. Um, he was back from injury uh, faster than I think we both expected based on our season previews, mm-hmm. right? And he's just not wasted any time uh, making an impact. And again, it's another French-born uh, uh, kid playing well for Patrick Vieira. Um, but in three sub appearances, 40 minutes played, Michael Olise has reg- registered an assist versus Leicester, a goal versus Arsenal, and an assist versus Manchester City. Mm. Uh, like that, that, that's those are killer stats, and they justify the fee because it was it was 15 to 20 million. I'm not sure on the number, but it was it was a good investment to make. No. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the base was lower than that, but incentives might bring it up to that, and that's absolutely. I mean. Well, if if the listeners don't know, like Olise is a very Pogba style midfielder in which he is technically gifted. Clearly, you don't know you don't want to pressure on him. And the best thing, in my opinion, when I see Olise play, he always offloads the ball at the right time. And you even see that goal that Conor Gallagher strives in the counter attack. Mm-hmm. Olise gives the ball at the right time. Okay, so that is a really nice, really nice start. <laughs> of the wonder kids um the wonder, it's still your thunder though what's your next who you got well i wanted to i'm not i didn't want to go to a highlight but a question a question sure. in future that is sure. the arsenal youngsters and i got mm-hmm. two players here that they played okay uh they played in the prem they've pr- played in the prem already and it's yep. Mar- balogan yep. okay Follery balogan and martinelli okay both of them have high expectations with the Arsenal fan base, everyone. And I have a lot with Martinelli because you see that Chelsea goal and all that yep. happens. But yeah. what is the best line in the future for these two? Is it alone? You think? Aubameyang, like, they, uh, won't, he will play always. Balogan, I don't see his playing time going too much up. I yeah. see Martinelli maybe, but is it alone for them too, Bretton? I mean, it... it hmm. It, ha- it has to be. I mean, Martinelli, you would think, I don't know, the fan base wants Martinelli to play. Um, Balogun, I-, I think it's just more seen as we're going to lose him if we don't get him. But then again, they just landed him on a new contract. So mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing? Um, I know from a U.S. men's national team perspective, a lot of us are looking at uh, uh, Bal- Balogun as a potential um, U.S. player mm-hmm. in the future because he is U.S. born. So... Um, or he's uh, got, you know, uh, the access to an American passport. So um, Balogun, I really don't know because he's a, he's a hell of a finisher. He's got like physical attributes that that mm-hmm. make you think that even if you put him in a Premier League game, there's certain aspects of it that he might look outmatched. But um, when it comes down to it, he has every ability to to put a ball in the back of the net. Um, I was thinking, like I was seeing the um, list, and I was saying these two. What is going to happen to them? Like, I was really curious to know your thoughts on that one. Well, I'll tell you what. It's it's almost like it's a tale of two cities in this case because you have mm-hmm. somebody like Cameron Archer, who's on my list as well. Mm. And this is another 19-year-old. Um, well, Balogun might be 20 now, I think. But Cameron Archer is 19. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if you missed it before, Michael Olise is 19. But Cameron Archer has already made his uh, debut for Aston Villa. He's mm-hmm. earned cameos in the Premier League, but he's scored four goals for Villa's senior squad in the Carabao and two Carabao Cup action games uh, or game action, I should say. And one of those happened to be against Chelsea, um, where they took Chelsea to penalty kicks and unfortunately uh, bowed out. But Cameron Archer, I mean, he's got 12 goals, three assists in like 600 minutes played at all levels this year for Villa. Um, and so you got a goal involved in every 40. Uh, obviously he's a solid finisher, but you have kind of the Villa fan base are kind of up and down saying, you know, he's not ready. You loan him out. Mm. And then you have others saying, well, you know, Danny Ings ain't getting any younger. And, <laughs> you know, Ollie Watkins has not been as consistent as he was, although he scored a nice goal today, uh, hasn't been as assist, uh, as consistent as he was. Um, and, you know, really what it comes down to is either one of those guys gets injured Cameron Archer is going to get a much bigger chance for them. So, um, I, to be honest, Balogun going to a Villa, Balogun going to another Premier League mm-hmm. sign, like a Southampton, um, it just yeah. seems like a better play for him than trying to force his way into an 11. 
And uh, Southampton ain't, ain't scared like Armand Borja. They they ain't scared to play the youth. They ain't. Uh, no. We can mention Tino Livermanto and Armand Borja, but our yeah. our listeners know like on a weekly basis we we like to give a, a quick okay. mention to those two. So yeah. uh, I want to mention here a player that I think we've never mentioned. And I was watching the Leeds against Wolves, okay. and all of a sudden a forward that I've never seen comes 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 in. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. being a hundred percent honest here. And it was the first impression I've ever had of this player, and it's Joey Joe Joe Gelhart. Okay, yep. forward. Wow, <laughs> wow! I saw that kid taking on four defenders. Okay, at yeah. once, and I was thinking to myself, how am I only knowing about this kid? Nineteen years old. Okay, mm-hmm. playing in the Premier League. Okay, this is a secret at Leeds. Okay, that Bielsa has been storing. But sure. list everybody that's listening to this podcast. Remember this, this the, the name, Joe Gelhart. I think I'm saying it right. Okay, he's yep. a forward at Leeds, coming off the bench. He will be a starter in the future, and yeah, watch yeah, that, out. That's a wonderful shout. He's actually on my list as well because um, I remember at like 16 or 17 years old, he was given a chance with Wigan. Um, mm. and I forget if they were in league one or they were in the championship then, Oof. but he, he, he scored a couple goals, um, on his professional, maybe not on his debut, but he scored a couple goals and everybody was pretty high on him. I, for one, when Leeds picked him up for cheap, I was very, very excited about what he could potentially provide. Um, and then it became clear that B also wanted to add pieces like Rodrigo and uh, you know Rafinha and all that. Then Gelhard kind of fell down the wayside from actually getting his chance. But the kid is prolific. Oh. Anywhere but the Premier League, right? But the the highest level, he is prolific, and he is like I equate him to, um, I don't know, the yippy dog uh, that just never quits, right? And he'll take anyone on. He's he's fearless. Um, he's just a lot of a lot of fun to watch, even though he's not the the largest kid right um Mm -hmm. so if you even look at his like english national team record he scored goal he scored goals scores goals at every level that he plays i think even he's got like one one game for the u20s and he's got two goals in it so um i i agree with you that joe gelhart is going to be one to watch for them Um, you have drame too the right back yeah and and, yeah and he got his premier league debut today yes he's uh, that's another player that at Leeds, I feel like you guys need to be listening. Drame, uh, ex-Fulham player. I remember yeah. uh, him at Fulham. I saw a couple of matches, but as as I didn't notice too much. But he did play well for Leeds. Yes. And watch out. These two but, players. And that's the thing with a lot of these younger players. We noticed them, um, you know, back in the day. Like you and I had been talking about Fabio Carvalho for years. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just funny because progression is not linear. You know, it doesn't go straight up like this. We know that it's peaks and troughs. And sometimes people that you think are uh, out of it uh, wind up surprising the hell out of us. And other times people that you think are absolutely going to make it. Especially fullbacks. It's so hard to analyze fullbacks because a fullback, it's all about consistency, you know, with them. And yeah, it's they're just in tune. The physical ability is right. The crossing, it's all consistency with fullbacks. Crosses need to go in the right time. The yeah. movements up front going back and forth need to be at the right time. It's, yeah, you just need to know what to do. <laughs> hey, uh, I got a fun one for you, even though he, he's probably not up there in terms of the actual progression. Uh, mm-hmm. But, hey, uh, he's got nine goals in six U18 Premier League um, games this se- season. Mm. Uh, he's a couple years off from probably making any sort of an impact. Uh, but this kid, Oakley Cannonier. Kenanier. I don't know how he pronounces that last name. He's 17. He plays for Liverpool. And you might know him. You might know him as the most influential ball boy on the planet. Do you know where I'm going with this? Liverpool ball boy? <laughs> he, I can see Oak- it. <laughs> yep. Oakley is the Oakley Cannonier is, and he's got nine goals in six U18 Premier League matches. So That's this impressive. is pretty good. But he's the added bonus of being that guy. That supplied Trent Alexander-Arnold the ball um, the during that Champions ball. League semifinal uh, to spark and and put a put a nice bow on one of the most, yeah 
exactly. Uh, one of the most ridiculous comebacks ever. Um, and it will forever be sealed in my brain. Uh, Divock Origi, uh, obviously, who uh, won us all over with his whatever. What do you call that? What's that called? Scorpion quick, kick? Whatever that I was earlier. Know, but that, that kid touched greatness with that ball. That's what I, yeah. And it, you can see now it's shining with it. Oh, well, <laughs> but, he's, he's uh, making his way up. You're the mentioning rent. Liverpool, and I have two players here on my list in the Premier Wonder Kids sure. uh, to watch teenagers. And it's Harvey Elliott. I have yeah. to mention Harvey Elliott. <laughs> coming, coming back from injury, okay, he's closer than ever, okay? And the case with Harvey Elliott that it needs to be mentioned is mm-hmm. he's 18 years old now. He stayed at Liverpool this season, okay? He didn't go on loan like last season at Blackburn. It was very successful for Harvey. Yep. So... Are we going to stay with Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott and not buy another midfielder at Liverpool? Because with Klopp, I think it's a yes, okay? And that wow. is amazing to watch, okay? Liverpool yeah. developing their players and not buying outside. Even with Wijnaldum going, they still believe in what's in, inside. And there's a wing or two. I watched him in the youth league, but I think it was an off day for him. I did mention okay. you. That I was watching this kid and it was Mateusz Musielok, Polish. Okay, I don't know if I'm butchering this name. Musielowski, I think. Yeah. Musielowski, okay. Mateusz Musielowski, okay. Winger, extremely fast paced, okay. Yeah. Very nice dribbler. That I, That's impossible not to see. Yes. But the overall rhythm, the overall style of play, too. Maybe I saw him in an off day, too. But. He's one to watch, guys, and he's getting a lot of mentions too on the Liverpool side. So yes. the kid, the kid must be having a lot of special matches. That I would say. But yeah, yeah. I mean, his highlights have been circulating all over. Exactly. Um, like, very, I saw him in Australia, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, you keep watching him and uh, report back because we have heard his name a lot. It's not like Kate Gordon. Like Kate Gordon is a guarantee. Like you can see, like Harvey Elliott happening again. Yes. Yeah, and that, that, that's a name I actually haven't heard in a little while. So uh, the, the, the PR machine has uh, been slow to spin on Kate Gordon um, recently. Recently, mm-hmm. I, got, I got two more, um, and they won't be you know that long. But um, first off, we have to figure out what the hell happened to Jaden Braff. I know he's not 19 or 18 or whatever, but Fuck. that's not who I'm here to talk about. Okay. I'm here to talk about Oscar Bob, okay? Oh, yes. 18 years doing? old, winger. I like a Jaden Braff, uh, Manchester City. Yes. And I'm going to say, if he was anywhere else in the league right now, okay, pretty much anywhere else in the league, okay, there's always special whatever. But if Oscar Bob was anywhere else in the league right now, putting up the numbers that he's putting up, he'd have likely already earned his debut, okay? And that's not necessarily a knock on Manchester City. It's more that they have a lot of attack depth, a lot of winger depth. Um, and that Pep might not feel the need when he's obviously dealing with a whole lot of um, competitions, right, mm-hmm. to experiment with Bob. But he's already got seven assists as an 18-year-old in the Premier League. I think the next best has four. Uh, Premier League two. I'm sorry, not the Premier mm-hmm. League. Um, and he's got to continue to improve decision-making, blah, 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 final ball, all that stuff. We all understand that, but he's mm-hmm. tricky. He's he's direct. And mm-hmm. Um, he is somebody that I, I, if he was anywhere else right now, I really do believe he'd have already gotten some time. Um, so Oscar Bob, he's Norwegian as well. So uh, mm-hmm. part of that cool little Norwegian ge- uh, golden generation that you continues. Love, you love the Scandinavians. <laughs> I do, huh? I do. But uh, it's true. Oscar Bob, if he would be playing, that's what a lot of players, and it's true, Man City, like they're playing Cole Palmer. Okay, yeah. and that's already a huge sacrifice. And it's not a sacrifice. He's playing because he's talented. But it's a huge risk for Pep, okay? Sure. So I do get you. But, yeah, he might need to leave so we can see him really flourish, Oscar Bob. And he's a good mention. He was, I think he played for Porto. I'm not so sure when really? he was growing up. I think, yes, I think he had some trial. He's okay. a very good friend with a lot of players from Porto. So, and he speaks Portuguese. Oscar Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is a weird storyline he must have there, but a fantastic one. And yeah. he is prolific. That is very true. If there's yeah. one thing about Oscar Bob that you guys need to remember, is he's a prolific striker. No. Uh, when, uh, forward, overall forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, on my side, my side, I'm I'm up with the the prem teenagers. Do you have any? I you you said you got two. I got one more. I got one more. I mean, there's a couple that need that deserve a shout, but I think everyone will yell at us for not necessarily mentioning um, somebody who every time he stepped on the field so far for Villa. Um, you you can see th- there's a very high ceiling in Carney Chukwameka. Uh, 18 years old. He was Villa's academy player of the season last year. Uh, he helped him win the FA Youth Cup. Um, he's only I think he only just turned 18, and he's already got a Premier League start under his belt, uh, a draw versus Brentford. Um, and he, you know, Villa could actually use him right now, which is kind of it's kind mm-hmm. of been shocking that over the last four or five games they haven't done what they want to do. In fact, they got like. I think four losses in their last six games. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually looks like they need a guy like Chukwameka uh, mm-hmm. to, he's strong, he's fast, he's skilled. He's like a pretty high up on all the attributes that you need. Um, he's really, really hard to get the ball off of. He's smart. And I think there's a lot of scouts, at least the, the few that I've talked about that now I'm expanding and saying, I know a lot of scouts, but the few that have looked at him say that he's pretty much ready for the everyday rough and tumble of, uh, of the premier league. So he's born in 2004. And I do believe that this kid, if given, uh, you know, time in a midfield. He is the youngest, he is the youngest player to play in the premier league right now. Yeah. That's, he that's, that's a hell of a start. No, yeah, yeah. That, that he's the youngest player right now this season to play yeah. in the, in the prem. So yeah, like, gonna... it's, that's a really good player to watch and watch out guys. The Villa kids like that under 23 Aston Villa team. Like a lot of talented bowlers there. A lot of talented bowlers. You there. haven't even mentioned Louis Berry, right? Yeah, um, yeah. former La Masia. Yes. <laughs> that is that's that another interesting story he must have, you know. So, yes. but players that we didn't mention, of course, we got Sakas, we got Mason Greenwoods, we got Zolish. Brian yes. Gill is twenty, but he's a youngster too. Livramento yes. and Arman Boja. So. These yeah. are the players that just has a bit of sparkles, okay? Just <laughs> a bit of sparkles at the end. Yeah. So if there's another wonder kid, okay, that you think is going to play in the Premier League this season, put down below in the comment sections, okay? Please, we want to know the unknown, okay? That's that's what we're here for. We're always here learning. So uh, start bench cell. We, we got time for one. Do you want to go with the La Liga? The La Liga option one? Center sure. backs? Uh... Oh man, no? I was really excited about the the striker one. We can go we, the striker one we, too. Can we fit two in? We can fit two in. We can fit two in. Yeah, all right, go all right. Let's go. All right. So you start Which with one? the striker one. Let's start with okay. the striker one. So all right. So we were we were given this one a while back. I don't think it made its way on a comment. It might have been somewhere, mm-hmm. but um, we're doing Syria strikers U twenty three. A little cheating here. Not really U twenty three. Um, who would you start? Who would you bench? Who would you sell? Victor Osimhen, Dusan Vlahovic, and Tammy Abraham. So out of the three, okay, if you listen to the pod, you know I'm a huge, huge Dusan Vlahovic fan. I'm mm-hmm. going to put him to start, okay, because Dusan Vlahovic, uh, I'm expecting a move this season, uh, in January even, maybe, okay, to a team like City, a team like... A team that needs a striker, basically. So I'm going to start Dusan Vlahovic because I feel like he's the best of the three. I'm going to bench Victor Ozime and I'm going to sell Tammy Abraham. So it's very hard for me to sell Tammy Abraham because I do see a tremendous upside with Tammy Abraham. I do think easily that that buyback option, that 80 million buyback option that Chelsea have could make sense for for them to buy and then even sell him. Back again, because that's what happened to Morata. But skill-wise, Osime, if you don't see, like, if the listeners aren't seeing the Napoli games, Osime is being an absolute beast for Napoli. One of the main reasons why they they're staying they're staying up in the table. So, but <laughs> I'm gonna bench him. So, Dusan Vlahovic start bench Osime, and I'm gonna sell Tammy Abraham. And it costs. It's not easy to sell Tammy. No, it's never easy. Tammy. Uh... I think Tammy's the odd man out in this one, but um, but man, you you saw early on how how he took to uh, to Roma, um, and he's since cooled off a little bit. But a lot of what a lot of what Tammy does um, doesn't necessarily make it on the uh, stat sheet every now and again. Whereas 
Victor Osimhen, if he's not scoring, uh, he's he's probably a liability in some <laughs> respects. Um, but based off of current form, I'm going to also uh, – well, actually, I'm going to start. I'm going to start okay. Victor Osimhen. Okay. okay. And uh, that might also have to do with collective team form. It might be that he re- receives better service. I don't know. But he has – he's looked when he's played – um, the very best of himself so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I've seen that happen with him pretty much everywhere he goes, right? Mm-hmm. Leal, uh, before that, uh, I think he was at, yeah, he was at Wolfsburg, and then he was mm-hmm. on loan. He had to, like, rebuild his career by going on loan to Charleroi in uh, the Belgian leagues. And, you know, everywhere you see that strike rate, strike rate, strike rate, except mm-hmm. for Wolfsburg, which led him to that loan. Um so I, I just really enjoy the form that he's in. Obviously, the collective form that Napoli's in, although you have to give a little bit of a shout-out to AC Milan, too. True. They're holding it there up there at the top of Serie A. Um, I'm going to then bench Dusan Vlahovic. And my only knock on Vlahovic, okay, mm. is if you look back, this is a guy that has scored 30-plus goals in a season and a quarter. True. 30-plus okay? Serie A goals, I believe. Yes, okay? yes, yes. 21 and, in a season. Yeah, and, and if you look back, when he plays the big boys, mm-hmm. okay, when he plays Roma, when he plays AC Milan, when he plays Napoli, when he plays Inter Milan, between those four teams, two goals. True, but look, he's with Fiorentina. Like, it's very hard for him. And Osime is, like, with Isigny next to him. But yeah. I, I, but I, 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 it's true. Holland would score them. And I agree with you there as well. That could very much be the, the product of being a part of a, the Fiorentina, or, or pretty much the end game of any Fiorentina attack. I completely understand that, but, you know, we're dealing with, like, little sure. things here because then you get to Tammy, and he's the odd man out. i got nothing else to say. He's the oldest <laughs> of three. We sell him off. He's, he's sold for a really good value previously. Um, and I do feel the more he plays in Syria, the more he'll yeah. find his and, and the more volume he'll actually be able to put out. But uh, as of right now, I can't put him above Osimhen or Vlahovic. So uh, start Osimhen, bench Vlahovic, sell Tammy. There you go. There you go. So our second list of start, bench, sell, and final is Jules Conde, Ronald Araújo, and Eder Muitão. Okay. La Liga center backs. Uh, like, who do you start, who do you bench, and who do you sell? Okay, I got to put this out there. Um, all three of them have a character that I I I very much want in my team, right? Um, so I'm going back to my age-old excuse of uh, versatility, right? Uh, so I'm going to start Jules Conde. Uh, I also want a ball playing back, okay? And I know Ronaldo Araujo could do it. I know Militao can actually do that as well. Uh, but I think Jules Conde is uh, the best ball playing out of the bunch, right? Best at ball playing out of the bunch. Uh, so in this hypothetical uh, formation where I want versatility and I want uh, ball playing, I pick Jules. Um, and he hasn't really had the best season for Sevilla so far this season. I mean, last mm-hmm. season was phenomenal. He was probably top five, maybe even top three defenders in the league. Um, but I am, I'm going to start him. Uh, anyone that has already made inroads into Les Bleus um, mm-hmm. deserves a look. Uh, I'm going to bench Militao, um, although I think that that's rapidly changing. I think Militao has been very solid for them this year, except maybe one game, okay? And he's been pretty – he's been ubiquitous for them. And I'm going to sell uh, – and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this and probably deservedly so. I'm going to sell Araujo. Um, he's, he's, he's injured right now. He's injured right now, uh, but he has, as Barcelona has worked through the hardest parts of their transformation or their their um, their movement to to youth or whatever you want to call it, he has undoubtedly uh, shown that he is going to be a, a world class center back in the future. Uh, <laughs> if he's not already, you're saving you know, yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I absolutely am, because again, this is this is the game of inches here. Uh, I could just as if he easily had him above uh, Militao for a bench, but mm-hmm. frankly, Real Madrid uh, depends on on him, and Barcelona would just be further down the table if it weren't for Ronald. And uh, they sure. need him back. They need him they back. Need, they do. ASAP. So uh, I was going to say that, like, it's it's a pity now. Like Barcelona fans know they need 
Araujo back desperately. I'm going to start Jules Conde, okay, okay, because he's the best out of the three. And he's a youngster too. And the French national team that you mentioned. So I got to start Jules Conde. I'm going to bench Ronald Araujo, okay. If the listeners wow. haven't seen him, he's an aggressive center back. He's a leader. He's yeah. what Barcelona need in that position. And I'm going to sell Eder Milito. For me, Eder Milito, he's not even better than Alaba. Okay. For, mm-hmm. I like I like Eder Milito. Very mobile, very fast. But long term. And I'd say present too. Because Ronaldo Araujo was so dominant while he was playing. I put... Start... Um, I start uh, Jules Conde. I bench Ronaldo Araujo. I sell Eder Milito. This I, I feel like I'm, I'm very positive on this list. So if there's yeah. any star bench sell guys that you want to listen in the future, please put down in the comment section below because we love those comments. Okay, go and explain why you want yeah. those three too. Because we'd love to know that too. We'd love to we read them. We we, uh, we get inspiration from them, right? Uh, the the start bench sells. Please keep them coming because we will uh, we'll shout you out here and. Uh, a little bit of a shorter run today, right? But we'll be back, and you're gonna you see go a trick or treat, right? <laughs> I, got, I do. I have to. I have to take it. I don't even know why this is a thing, but I have to take a two and a half year old trick or treating. <laughs> um, another one of the many customs here. I don't understand. Because you're uh, a good parent. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you saying that. But also go. later, later we got the last oh, home game, game, game of the day. regular season for the Philadelphia Union. So it's uh, it's playoffs from here on out, and I know that's a very new thing for a lot of people listening. So. <laughs> We can explain that next pod, um, but I, I, you, you tell me if I'm wrong here, Alex. Hmm. We're going to have a lot more content coming, huh? We are. We are going to have a lot more content. That is a fact. Twitch is like we got a PC now, guys, just for you to know. <laughs> like we got a new PC and everything is going to be up and running. And we are even thinking, put in the comment section if you want to see this. Do you want FIFA content, us against you guys playing FIFA? Ooh. Is this something you want to see? Do you want pro clubs? Pro clubs. The FC Wonderkid club at pro clubs in FIFA. Do you want this to happen? Please put down below, okay, in the comments. We really want to see the feedback. And if this gets top, like, I'd say more than 300 or 400 likes, we already know that you guys want this. So <laughs> I already put a goal there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there's just so basically what we're, what we're looking at here is there's so many different ways to take mm-hmm. this. And the, the fact of the matter is, is we want to, we want to do what we, we want to go in the direction of what FC wonder kid um, should do. And I, I don't just want to be another uh, whatever, but we want to talk about global football and yeah. uh, do it on a regular basis. And all I can say is, we're leveling up um, internally so that we can continue to put out more content for you. So please, please let us know which way you want us to take it and uh, we'll have fun. Because I really believe in it, Bretton. We have the best community on TikTok. Like yeah, the FC Wonderkid community on TikTok is amazing. And we want to, the TikTok to come to YouTube with the same energy, the same vibe, because it's, it's it. We love it. So yeah, FC Wonderkid episode 28, guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. And happy Halloween to everyone that's listening and (laughs) peace out. (laughs) See you soon.